0: Welcome back to Learn With Less, a
1: family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, educators, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. In this podcast series, we get together to sing a few songs, discuss ideas for play, outline some insight about early development, and talk about life as a parent or caregiver in these early years of parenthood. The mission of Learn With Less is to provide confidence to new parents that you can support and connect with your baby or toddler without having to buy a single toy. If you'd like to learn more about Learning With Less or about my best-selling books, Understanding Your Baby or Understanding Your Toddler, open a new tab in your browser to my website, LearnwithLess.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll take just a moment of your time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to reach more families and professionals and share our values of community, playfulness, inclusivity, simplicity, and education when it comes to early learning and early parenthood.
0: Hello, everybody, hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody, hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello, to I yell it. Hello to the singers. Hello. hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello to the babies. Hello to the toddlers. Hello. 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 Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello. 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 Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 Today, I've got four special
1: guests on Learn With Less. All happen to be speech-language pathologists and all are licensed Learn With Less facilitators. Ronisha, Ali. Melanie and Carly. Each of these wonderful therapists and parent educators is doing great work and creating lasting impact in their communities with our high quality evidence-based plug-and-play program and today they're here to tell you all about what the experience of being part of our Learn With Less facilitator training and certification program is like for them, what drew them to do this work, and how it's going for them. Let's welcome them all to the show.
0: Hello to Ronisha. Hello to Allie. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello to Melanie. Hello to Carly. Hello. 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 One last time. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. Hey
1: there, so today's episode of the Learn With Less podcast, I'm gonna do something a little bit different and I'm actually going to share with you something that was a private event we held recently for accepted applicants of the Learn With Less facilitator training and certification program, wherein we brought in a few of our current clients who are licensed Learn With Less facilitators and had them answer your questions. So whether or not you have applied yet for the Learn With Less facilitator training and certification program, I know that you will learn so much about not only our program, but about the incredible and generous and supportive individuals that are part of it. In this episode, we feature several amazing professionals. They all actually happen to be speech language pathologists. However, we do have many different types of professionals who are involved in our program, including SLPs, we have occupational therapists and physical therapists early childhood educators and social workers, paraeducators and instructional assistants and other people who are pursuing different kinds of endeavors in the educational or therapy world. So go ahead. If you are interested in learning more about our program, you can head over to our website at learnwithless.com slash certification. And we'd love to share more with you. You can apply today. And when you do, we will be gifting you a private training that is all about how you can create lasting impact in your community with a high quality and evidence-based plug and play program that will have families coming back again and again. So cannot wait to hear from you. And I really look forward to sharing this episode with you. Okay, here you go. Welcome everyone. I want to go ahead and introduce to you. Well, I'll actually have you all introduce yourselves. I don't need to do it for you. So I'm Ayelet. I am the founder of Learn With Less, and I am the creator of this program. We're so happy that you all are joining us today. We have Renisha, we have Ali, we have Carly, we may have one or two more. Who knows who can pop in today, but looking forward to chatting with you all and anybody else who joins us live I'll just go in the order of my screen. So, Ronisha, you're right next to me. Would you like to go ahead and just let us know, you know, who you are, where you're located, your professional or educational background, what you do, and your pronouns? Sure.
2: I am Ronisha Roberson, she and her, and I am located in Tampa, Florida. I am a speech-language pathologist and a licensed Lermothlast facilitator. <laughs> oh,
3: maybe. Awesome. Carly, you want to go? Sure. My name is Carly Dorfman, she, her. I am in Parkland, Florida. I am also a speech language pathologist, learn with less facilitator, and I am a mom to two little ones.
1: Awesome. All right. Two Floridians. Awesome. <laughs> okay, Allie, go for it.
4: I am Allie Glazer. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am also an SLP. I am in the Bay Area of California. I have uh, my own private practice. I'm also an employee a couple places and a licensed learning plus facilitator. Yes. No kids of my own, just cats. You might see them running around behind
1: you though. Yes, the supervisors. <laughs> Perfect. So it's very funny that we're all SLPs who are, are here, but we also obviously in the program have many occupational therapists, early childhood educators. We have a social worker. We have physical therapists. So lots of different kinds of backgrounds from people who have a lot of, you know, it's really nice to have that diversity in thought and diversity in background as well, because we can all pull from our own information and our own understanding of the world and of early childhood. So I would love to hear from each of you, what were those initial reasons why you joined the Learn With Less Program. Does anyone have any specific things that they are ready to share or shall I pick you out? I'll go there? first.
4: I think my, I had like three trifold interests. I wanted to diversify my income a little bit and kind of add an addition to the direct therapy that I was doing for my employer. I wanted to get more into the enrichment world because I had so many families who I was working with on a therapy level, but who are also reaching out to me like, what should I be doing with my baby? What should I be doing with my toddler? What kind of things are just enrichment? based. And I had to, I was wanting to work hard to like take off the therapy hat and put on the professional hat. And also, I was just looking for a community to help kind of expand my own private practice in terms of how I was developing my social media presence, creating a website prior to Learn With Less. I had like no social media presence whatsoever, and it's still still something I'm working on. But I think those were the the three big things is just wanting something a little bit different out of my career that I wanted to kind of create and make for myself.
1: That's awesome. And I will also say like creating that website and social media presence is always a work in progress. Like it's one of those fun things that you get to just play with if that's the direction that you decide to go in. So, yay. I see Melanie has joined us. Welcome, Melanie. When you are ready, we will be ready to for you to introduce yourself as well. Anybody else, Carly or Ronisha, do either of you want to share a little bit about, you know, those initial reasons about why you joined the program? Ronisha, I'd love to hear from you. It's okay.
2: Sure. So uh, I think the first, like foremost reason why I was drawn to it was like the name Learn With Less. Mm. Um, at the time I was a mom, I think of like, I think it was like one or two. And um, he was my second. And I was just like, am I even doing like all the things that I can be doing for my child, you know, for the development of my child? My other one was two years older than that. So I was like in the throes of like, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Little- Early older. motherhood.
2: And, um, Exactly. So I was intrigued by that. And then I also knew that I wanted to eventually start my own private practice. And I also knew that I wanted to work with parents of young children. And so I was just like, it, I was a parent of young, of young children, wanted to diversify my income, like Ali said. Mm-hmm. And also I wanted to work with children, parents of young children. So it just kind of like fit. And then as I was reading more about it, I was like, oh, this is great because parents need to Like I feel like need that encouragement that they have everything that they need to succeed and to help their baby. So it really spoke to me that
1: way. Awesome. Melanie, welcome. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the go. It's great. (laughs) Do you want to go ahead and quickly introduce yourself? And then, so we're just sharing, you know, where you are in the world, your professional or educational background, your pronouns, first of all.
5: I'm Melanie. My pronouns are she, her, and right now in the world, I'm in my car. (laughs) and in in the bay area in california Mm -hmm. and i'm a speech language pathologist
1: too funny that that's how we have we have like two on the west coast and two on the east coast in the same state and area (laughs) and all (laughs) slps today but you know again we have lots of different kinds of people. This is just the, the way the cookie crumbles today. And then Melanie, if you wouldn't mind sharing too, about, you know, what were some of the initial reasons for you, why you joined the learn with less program?
5: Um, I had a similar idea as you, that's why I was like, man, (laughs) back before I even heard about this, I was thinking, man, is there a way I could do like a late talkers program that children who don't necessarily have a diagnosis or they're concerned, but we still could help a little bit and use everything around the house. And then your program came along. And I think <laughs> it was actually Allie who mentioned it or put it on her Facebook and then- told me more about it and then I hopped on board and it was just it's basically everything I was thinking about and I I, I love it I you know yeah just passed the certification and even though I haven't run much beyond the demo class it's a lot of the skills and the mindset behind it and the modules have really shaped a lot of my um behaviors and practices of the clinician right
1: now. That's awesome. I want to talk more about that in a second too, but I want to get Carly in to chat about her own initial reasons of why you you joined also.
3: Yeah. So For me, it's like a little bit of what everyone has already mentioned. Like Melanie mentioned, I sort of had this idea in my head too of caregiver education classes, but didn't know how to organize my thoughts around presenting the information. Uh, I wanted to diversify my income. I knew I wanted to have my own private practice in the future and the philosophy behind learn with less and that. You can use what you already have at home to support your child and their development. All of those reasons just led me to you and are why I joined the program.
1: <laughs> That's great. Well, I like what you said too, about how, I mean, both you, Carly and Melanie, who both just said like you, you already had this idea. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but you decided not to do that idea yourself. But instead, invest yourself, your time, your energy, your financial investment into something that already existed. I mean, is it worth talking about the benefits of that?
5: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Actually, I think, I guess we're all a room of, are we solopreneurs in here, all of us? I think so,
1: yeah. Everybody here currently, yeah.
5: So um, (laughs) it's just, you learn that you can't do it all. And I am now learning that as well. This being my, I would say wait, 2017, almost five years into a private practice, where now I have no choice but eventually become full time, <laughs> but you just can't. And so time is money and money is time. Yeah. So I saw it as okay, rather than spending extra time, I have to create a program of my own. Why not explore some other option that is already established that already has the system going mm-hmm. and also has added benefits to it? Like I'm pretty self motivated as a person, but there are just some things that I need that push from and what I'm grateful with the community is that that little extra push and that camaraderie of everyone going through the same process or same process different stages it's just it's been really wonderful to have that community to lie back on and also grab ideas and be motivated to like go beyond a certain hump because at one point as solopreneurs like we're just tired we get burned out we have only so much energy to give and that just seeing little ghosts of Ali you having your little posts in the local newspaper and then Lindsay getting her site set up. And then I believe it's another, I think Miranda, another person who just did a whole bunch of establishing for her business while Mm -hmm. dealing with personal things. So just little moments like that have really been helpful.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hearing from others and being able to cheer each other on for sure. I mean, that's like a, a nice added sort of unanticipated additional piece. Right. And then let's just talk through like some of you, like you, Melanie said that you have been a lot of private practice work for the last five years, but you also work a job in the schools, correct? Mm -hmm. And then Carly has recently left her full-time job and started her own private practice where she sees private speech therapy clients as well as leads learn with less classes. Allie, you've been doing, as you said, private practice for a few years now Mm -hmm. and you were primarily word of mouth. I think you still are, but you're building that very much and now you also have additional offerings. And then Ronisha, you are in the schools and what else is going on for you? And seeing private clients as well. Awesome. (laughs) That's very cool. Let's hear a little bit because some of you had, again, like had been doing private work, doing solopreneur kind of work on your own before, and some of you hadn't. So I know that that's one of the big shifts, like for Carly, for instance, and I know you can speak to that, but what are some of those in general, big shifts for you that have happened in your life, in your business, or in say the goals that you have for your life and business as a result of being part of this program? And Carly, since I mentioned you, why don't you go ahead and go first?
3: Sure. So (laughs) I discovered the program about a year ago. And at that time, I had this vision of one day I'm going to have my own private practice, and one day I'm going to be leading these classes multiple days a week. And that's what I want to be doing with my time. But when I signed up for the program, I wasn't quite there yet. Mm -hmm. So I went through the modules, I did the training, I did my demo class, and then I just sort of sat with it all (laughs) for a few months until, you know, I felt the stars aligned and the time was right where I could now where I am today is living the dream that I saw for myself many years ago when I decided to be a speech language pathologist. But even more recently, a year ago when I signed up for the program. um, And you know, now I'm doing that work that I wanted to be doing then. So
1: you're doing the thing.
3: No, complete (laughs) 180 shift. But (laughs) Oh, Congratulations. Yeah, it's huge.
1: You. <laughs> and you can actually listen to an entire podcast episode of the learn with less podcast with carly telling her full story which is just on our website if you look up carly on the website with a why carly with why yeah. <laughs> who else what other? i mean and again it doesn't have to be that ginormous shift but like i know that things have shifted for every single one of you so let's let's hear some more about that who else would like to chat well, about that go ahead
2: for me like i just I had like this huge like imposter syndrome going on. Like I still do, but like it's just so much better now. Like with like how I see myself last year compared to right now. Like this program definitely has pushed me out of my comfort zone and also given me the confidence to be like, you know what, you do have the skills. Thank you, Ayala, by the way. I do have the skills. I do have the skills and um you know I can uh lead these classes, I can take on private clients. So that's been a, the shift for me for
1: sure. Thanks for sharing that that's so great
4: i am to go along with that too i feel like the learn with less program and modules and community have really helped me feel comfortable establishing myself as a presence versus just this like random person that some people know about that is very skilled but me like being hesitant to seek out marketing to I was very terrified of even creating like that Instagram or social, like, but I feel like the, the social media piece has been, I'm even just creating a website. I did not do that for the first three years of my private practice. It was just teeny tiny word of mouth. People found me because they knew somebody I was working with and got referred. But then I think there's, there's a level of ownership and confidence that comes when you kind of put yourself out there and are really proud of what you create and what what you yourself have created, you're kind of identifying what skills do I want to tell the world about? How do I represent myself in my community? And that's been something that has, has been huge for me over the last year that I wasn't even close to prior to kind of investing in the us.
1: I love that. Melanie, how about you?
5: Well, Ali, you just had a perfect segue for me because I'm going to address the marketing part. Because I know in the conversation I had with Ayala after finishing that module, like I am, I'm going to say this again. I am the one person you do not want to sell things to because I... We'll have a ton of questions. I will always think about the nays and I don't like being pressured. Mm-hmm. Like it has to align with my values. And that's who I am as a person. My old housemate was a salesperson and she noticed that she's like, gosh, you're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, discerning. I, you're discerning.
5: <laughs> there you go. I'm discerning. But I was so turned off by a lot of the network marketers and, mm-hmm. but just hearing it shifted as more of like a conversation and that there is a need definitely Like, shifted my whole mindset about what marketing is, especially for us as SLPs and for anyone leading caregiver and me classes. Really, if you're Mm -hmm. doing a service, it's quite different versus marketing for a product. Like, that's what I've also noticed. I mean, it's probably. Same concepts. But for me, I feel more comfortable with the ideas of marketing and advertising now because I don't have to be that pushy salesperson, right? Pushy car salesman. I don't have to be that person. And that's what Learn With Less has really taught me with all the modules. A lot of it is conversations. We have conversations in our group. We have conversations virtually. Mm-hmm. If we hone in into those little support groups and see what people hear, what people are talking about, like I never thought of it that way before, I never thought about looking at a, a toy posting on Amazon and seeing it as a way to shape my marketing for my services at all.
1: Yes. Yes. So awesome! I know you have all had that like come to higher power like moment with with your own understanding or feeling towards marketing. Does anyone else have anything to share about that? Yeah, Carly.
3: Can say so. You know, it was something that I knew zero about prior to taking the Learn with Less course. And one of the things that really spoke to me is that in marketing, myself and my services, I'm essentially selling me. <laughs> You know, and so really channeling that and being my full authentic self and having it be real and relatable to the people in my community, I think helped me to put myself out there in a way that I was comfortable with and in a way that I think people responded to because It was genuine and real and not lazy sales person. Yeah, totally. So that was, that was really helpful.
1: I I love also, you know, that some of you like Ronisha and Carly, you can both pull from your own specific experiences as mothers, Mm. but, and Melanie and Allie, you pull from other things. I mean, Melanie. Melanie has a dog and that it, she is a dog mom and it's very clear and she absolutely is a caregiver and we all know that. And that is not something to mess with. And <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Right.
5: <laughs> yeah. Especially when uh, you got the vet bill coming through. Oh, oh my gosh. God. <laughs> I am learning a lot about being a, a solo, a single mom through right. this experience. right
1: but i'd love to talk a little bit about because i i do actually get this question about people especially linked to that sort of imposter syndrome feeling of like well how can i serve you know parents and caregivers in this way if i'm not one myself which i i think i it's a totally valid question but somehow it's a different role right it's a different role as a facilitator of a group as a, as parent support versus just like you as the expert, maybe telling a parent how to get their child to communicate or to work on sensory needs or whatever it is that you specialize in or you work with or how you work with children or, or parents. So I'd love specifically to hear from those of you who do not have human children. Like, was that something that you struggled with or wondered about in the beginning? And is like, how has that sort of resolved for you? Uh, and what are the places that you pull from as far as experience?
5: Allie, do you mind if I go first? You hit it. Okay. So for me, how do I put this? So culturally and community wise, I service both you know, monolingual populations, but I also service bilingual populations specifically specifically spanish-speaking populations and Mm -hmm. culturally a lot of times they see us more as like authority figures and so regardless of whether or not i have children or not the fact that i am a professional they have that respect for they understand that i do come with expertise Mm -hmm. so i i do i warn them that hey i'm i might be an expert in you know communication but you are the expert for your child Mm -hmm. so we work together and that's how i kind of minimize that imposter syndrome feeling because I am looking through the lens of communication, not as a lens of a parent. And so I put it out there that this is a team effort. I'm not going to tell you, I know this about your child because you probably know that too, if not more so. But I look and I always tell my parents that when I'm, especially now, thank you it, by the way, I tell them that I'm coming in here to help you change what you're already doing. You are doing something right. Let's just add a little bit more. Let's add, yeah. And so that's why I've been telling a lot of the families that I've been working with now, regardless of whatever language they're they're doing. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm a dog mom, but in the beginning of my career, especially when I was mostly in the schools, I hold a lot as my experience of a sibling of a child with autism mm-hmm. now a young adult. So for me my caregiver experience extends to being kind of like my mom. I even admit it, like a second mom to to him. So in a way I have my own background as a caregiver.
4: Yeah. That's great. Thank you for that. Allie, how about you? (laughs) Melanie, you're a powerhouse early in my career. I got so much of, well, you don't have kids. How can you know what you're doing? How can you know what you're talking about? How can you know what's best for my family? And I, I had a lot of like childcare experience growing up. I nannied, I babysat, I did all of that. But I, I really do think in the last two years with shifting my practice into routines-based intervention and going through this learn with less of, of learning how to facilitate those conversations and shifting again from that, I'm the therapist expert into how can I help your family figure out what you need because I don't have all the answers for your family. And I, I also think it's, it's a practice in kind of exploration for us to guide families to figure out what is best for them too, because you're, you're, absolutely right I don't have kids of my eye I don't know what it's like to wake up at 3 a.m yes I wake up at 3 a.m for my cat puking but I don't like have a screaming toddler but I think also shifting into when you have other families in the room opening up that conversation to anybody else have experience with this and like so often just seeing that that light bulb go off of, I'm not alone I'm you know some somebody else will give me ideas and I can give ideas to a different family member has been really pivotal for me because I'm not coming in with this I have you know my own child to to draw from my experience but also knowing that we have a very different experience and skill level too we are coming we are bringing a lot to the table by sharing what we know and that's that's one piece of what we have to offer it's not the only piece it certainly is a very powerful piece and i think in some of my classes too parents are trying to kind of capture that person that they used to be before kids of like, what are the other things that happen before kids? How do I kind of merge myself as a, as an individual with this tiny human? Like we have different ideas of what we want to do right now. Um, <laughs> <So> and true. <laughs> kind of helping facilitate that piece. So I like again it's still a process to take off the therapy expert hat and be like no no this is the only thing that I know. I I can't rely on my other caregiving experience, but also just it it's it is a tool and a really powerful tool as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. What are some of the unexpected or unanticipated like wins that you have experienced as a result of being part of this program? Because of course, like there's always, I joined because I want to, you know, lead, learn with less classes, or I want to lead these caregiver and me classes. Like clearly that's often why people join this program, but I would love to hear a little bit of what are, what are some of the other wins? What are some of the other big sort of aha moments, the unanticipated things that have happened as a result of this time we've, we're spending together. Carly, okay. you look Real like quick. you have something to say. So- Go for it.
3: Um, So for me, what was unexpected was how much of a positive response I got from pretty much everybody that I reached out to in the community to let them know I'm I'm doing this work and I'm leading these classes. Every organization, every community person that I spoke to was like, yeah, yes. (laughs) Like, how can I sign up? How can we work together? And so that was a huge confidence booster for me, even before I led my first class this time around was just that idea that people in my community who are in touch with the people that would possibly be attending the classes are interested
1: Mm, Um, in partnering with you and giving you a voice yeah that's awesome
3: so that that was unexpected (laughs) and also really good (laughs) good feeling for me so awesome
1: why do you think that is what is it that piques their interest
3: I think it's it's a different take on Anything that is going on in my community already, any Mm. other kind of caregiver and me, or music class, or thing that people are doing with their children. So having the professional, you know, speech language pathologist there, leading this class in a different way than the lady with the guitar would. Mm -hmm. um, If you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, it, it just was filling this void that people were searching for, where I think like Melanie mentioned, you don't need speech language services. You don't have like a labeled disorder, or anything like that, but you still want this information and you could benefit from being in this environment and learning from, from a professional. And so I think that that, that's why.
1: Yeah. I mean, it kind of sells itself. Like Ronisha, yeah. I think it was you that said like, you. it was just the words, like learn with less. Like you, (laughs) that absolutely resonates with many, many people. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're in this Absolutely. Even more so today as we record this, like for the last almost two years, we've been in this, like we have less, we have less bandwidth. We have less time. We have less patience. We have less opportunity to buy things. We have less opportunity to go and do things. It's what can we do with what we already have like that in the culture and the phenomena of what we are all collectively experiencing resonates. Yeah, that's awesome. How about for others? What are some? Oh, go
5: ahead. To Go on the learn with less. I, one personal win for me in terms of like my services is I have literally reduced so much of the bag lady syndrome. (laughs) I cannot tell you how much I have reduced, like, that's it.
1: that's awesome. That's like, all you bring to family sums
5: Well, for my, for my more like early intervention, yeah. younger kiddos, like I've literally have just gone in. I have nothing but like my little backpack. Maybe I'll have that just as like a, a little carry caddy. If my backpack feels heavy on my, my back, but I have walked in. To a recent new client that I have nothing except for the handouts and like the homework or any files to give, and I maybe have one toy, and then afterwards I literally just go in and see what they're what they're playing with, and I just I do my work there. And one of the dads said, you know, let's pay attention to what she has here Sue, so that we can buy it. And I literally had a parachute, and I just told parents, you could use a towel, you could use a blanket, and a they're sheet. like, oh. Yep. And I even demonstrated a way to like fold it up and end the activity, but have the parachute folded up. I was like, see, you could do this with a blanket because now you'll have time to play and fold your laundry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> one stone with that one. So that was like my big like clinician win is now I'm able to confidently go in and one, use whatever they have. But now when like they're playing with like, you know, one parent's playing with the child, I'm actually more able to just kind of sit back and not necessarily tell them this is what you should say. Mm -hmm. And then I now I'm starting to use more open-ended like what else could you say? in this opportunity. Or how about you try this? And then, oh, the parent might go, oh, yeah. Or I can also say that. Exactly. So a lot more, I feel more of like a facilitator, as well as a coach in my sessions now, where I was more of only coach only. Mm -hmm. And then the other big win is just similar to what Carly said, just having that receptive, like, oh, yes, I definitely need this. My buy nothing group had so many responses. And then they, you know, because of time schedules, I didn't have as many bookings. But there was, a big response for it. I was so shocked to see that there were people who really wanted it and to go with it, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're in we're in a time when people are like really needing that connection, you know, p- families, especially new parents for whom their children have been born within a pandemic, for instance. They personally need time to connect. They're looking for places where their children can connect. And again, whether that is in person or virtual because it's both. And actually, Ronisha, I I would love for you to share a little bit about like that experience of of doing like your demo class for instance online and feeling like, "Oh my gosh, you know, something that surprised you was the um, the level of connection that could be created within this class." Would you would you care yeah, to no, share a little that's bit?
4: exactly what
2: I was thinking. About. Wow. Okay. um, so and I was trying to figure out why it made such a big like difference for me and it, I feel like it's just because, you know, I'm a parent of young of young children and with this pandemic going on, you're starting to feel isolated and it was just a way like I was surprised with like, Oh my gosh, I need this as much as they probably yeah. need it too. And then uh, I posted in like a Black Moms group and it was also just the connection of just being with other parents of color and it was just like surprising to me a good a good surprising win. So like when you are leading these classes, it's not just them that's getting the community out of it, you are too. So I think that
1: yeah. 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 I mean that getting to watch your demo class too for me was just like so special because there were so many connections that people were making and and you you all can watch that if you haven't yet as as in the everyone who's present here on this call it's it's in one of our like in our example of like demo classes that we have and it's lovely like there are these parents and they the two of them were like oh you're from the islands I'm from the islands it was or three (laughs) it was like amazing it was just really (laughs) neat to see like that level of connection with people who had never met each other it was online too and it was a total virtual class and so it was just it was like beautiful so fun what about what uh, what other kind of like unexpected or unanticipated wins Ronisha have you experienced as a result you know of being part of this
2: um I think I kind of like talked about it a little bit before but like just I'm not like a huge poster of my life like posting things on social media I just know that's not me but like ever since I was forced to find people for my demo (laughs) It's like, I just like, even with my private practice, I'm just more of like, okay, it is what it is. I'm just going to do it. So that I call that a win in like all areas of my life. And it definitely started with having to do the demo and finding people. Not <laughs> <I love laughs> again. That's so good.
1: Allie, have you shared?
4: No, but I think this, this program and this experience really forces a lot of us outside of our comfort zone in many different ways. And it's unique for each person too. I I have a similar, like just surprise at how powerful the connection is, not only for families, but for myself as well. Like just leading in this, in this slightly different way of, for me, it's kind of a relief to like, okay, it's not a therapy session. Okay. We can, we can just kind of create this community, but I think we also enter it into it being like, is it going to work? How's it gonna go? What's this gonna be like? Why am I doing this? What and, and I think we're kind of expecting it to go awry or we're we're kind of trying to be careful with how much we invest in it because you know we are in a time where our you know our bandwidth is very slim. We are pulled in a million a million directions and putting ourselves out there is incredibly scary but we're also seeing the reward of that of like every time I end the learn with less class even if I'm like oh no I didn't I don't know all the lyrics or I I was stressing out about grabbing materials which is so ironic but it is what it is but <laughs> I like close my screen and I'm like that's my why that like I'm thrilled and I'm, it's always a surprise, but it's, it is something that's so powerful. And then I get like, why when I send out the post class survey, just warm fuzzies all in of most people are like, yeah, that was great. This was wonderful. I met a friend. I like, and thinking about things in a different way. And even the hard moments too, where you know, we might end a class and like toddlers were awry, Somebody was crying. It's still like sharing a very real moment with people. Mm -hmm. And I think also creating the space for it to be like, this is just part of the day and that's okay. It doesn't have to be Pinterest perfect. It doesn't have to be picture perfect perfect. It doesn't have to be all out there for us to be like, yep, I see your humanity. We're here together. Yes.
1: <laughs> and like that, Like I don't know. I think when I was experiencing having very young children and like hearing other people talk about classes that they went to or going to classes myself, like that experience of being in a group wherein the facilitator was not understanding of like everything is different for everybody or did not create a space in which like it doesn't matter whatever happens happens it's totally fine of course go feed your baby or do it right here or of course change your child's diaper like wherever you need to do it it's totally cool or if you need to step away it's fine or if your child is asleep no problem like all of the things where like a big part of what we do in our classes is to contain a space that is inclusive to wherever you're at. Right. And, and acknowledging that like the mm, hit the fan and you're, you're like really exhausted as a new parent. And, holding that space for, for families is like such an important piece of it. So I would love to hear, cause this is actually a question that I get a lot from people is about your time. Like how much time have you spent and do you spend, like how much time did you each dedicate to getting through the training itself or like how difficult was it to complete? And Ronisha, cause you're right next to me. Go ahead.
2: Sure. So when I was doing the training, I would take, I think it was just a Sunday afternoon and then just like take time for myself. That was like my me time.
0: Mm. And I'd
2: go and I just do you know, it. It's just an afternoon each week that it came out. And, and then whenever, whenever it was time to do the demo, I would take about, I, I'm very like, I just, want everything to be perfect sort of thing before I even go out and do it but I think it was a push from a that was like okay like let's set a deadline for yourself and then so that really helped and then I'm just now getting started with uh, leading classes and right now I'm going to go ahead and spend about I usually spend about like an hour a day like just getting things like if I need marketing stuff hmm. that's just been in the last couple of weeks like just me gearing up to hold some classes
1: mm-hmm. do you And and we'll hear from everybody else too but do you feel like that amount of time is going to be what's necessary for you to get stuff going and continuity wise, like to keep things up or do you feel like that will shift or
2: no, no, I feel like that will shift. I'm just, like I said, very, like, I need to make sure things is like perfect. (laughs) And I do know that that's like something that I need to work on, but um. It's a uh, I feel like once I start get it going, like it's not gonna be like a lot to do. I just starting like just starting to hold it though, I am putting a lot more time uh, up front.
1: Right, and right. then creating those systems for consistent right. exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Allie, you're nodding a lot. Why don't you go ahead? How about you? For I'm gonna pop yeah. on to Melanie because she has to leave sooner than oh, I do. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Melanie. Go ahead.
5: Similar to what Renisha said, it just I feel oh. like about an hour or maybe even a little less to prepare for the demo classes that I did. And now that I got like the feel of it for those two in particular, I feel like the time preparing will be a little bit less. More of mm-hmm. like reviewing the lesson and making sure. I know, okay, what am I looking for? Or like, what am I trying to facilitate and guide for today's lesson? The one that I think it will be a little bit harder will be, I still have to look at the Spanish lessons Mm -hmm. because I haven't looked through all of those yet. So I am fluent like, I'm not a native speaker. So if anyone else is interested in facilitating those classes and are in my boat, it might take a little bit longer just to read through the lessons, but also to modify the vocabulary Vocabulary, If needed, since mm-hmm. not every Spanish speaking household uses the same vocabulary, right? So I might have to one modify the vocabulary, but my pre survey for those classes might be different. I might mm-hmm. have to actually ask what regions are you from? Mm-hmm. Because from there, I could actually figure out, do I have to address all the different vocabularies? Like, do I have to address all like four words for car or something yeah. like that? <laughs> so I might literally have to shift my brain in like five directions depending on who's mm, in
1: the class. That's so interesting, yeah. I mean, I think it's so it's fascinating, right? When we start to look at language and whether we're looking at one language or multiple languages, I mean, I think there's space too for like asking a family, like, "Oh, what word do you use for for car, for coche, for carro? Like, which one do you use?" And then just putting it in there as you go along, like. But right. but yes, I think you're you're right. Like that, that's a whole other level of things that you're going to need to think about because you're thinking about leading classes in two li- different languages potentially. So yeah
5: yes so yeah that's but I mean you already saw it it didn't take me long once I actually started and set a time I had to do it in the summer because I knew my schedule and I knew the school year was going to be very interesting this this year (laughs) and I knew that the breaks are when I'm going to be able to focus on learn with less so the next Mm -hmm. time I'm going to offer some classes would be like that Christmas winter holiday break time yeah yeah so that's awesome.
1: And how about you for the training before? Cause I see you have to go, sorry. I didn't actually see that in the chat until just now. Melanie, how long did you, you know, what kind of time did you dedicate to getting through the actual training? What did that look One like day, for you? Literally.
5: One night to two nights a week. Mm-hmm. Really? Just setting myself a time where, you know, puppy was down and somewhat compliant, and then I could actually focus on a module. And if I had to pause, I had to pause, but I found a time in my schedule to actually say I can pretty much get an interrupted time for about two hours, more or less. So I'll. And
1: how, sorry. And how, how long would you all say that each of the modules would take you? And of course, they vary because some of them have more of those six modules, some of them have more in them than others. And like Ali, you were part of our original like set of facilitators. So of course it's grown. So I'm sure you've gone through and looked at stuff again, but especially like Ronisha, Carly, and Melanie, who have been through it a little bit more recently, at least like what, how long did, did each of those modules take for you to complete specifically?
2: Like one to two hours, I think.
1: Okay. That's what I say. I would people. agree with that. Okay, good. Yeah. Melanie, would you agree? About the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, good. That's good to hear because that's what I say to people. (laughs) Thank you, Melanie. Is You're heading out.
5: Yes, I have another client to go to. I think some, uh, my final word is to let go of control as much as you can. <laughs> like really to let go of a lot of control because sometimes, I think Allie, you also told this to me too. Like if you just let it go, it's like, you know, when the class goes, sometimes that's when the best moments happen. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like just let it go. It's okay. I mean, everything I, I'm realizing is just let it go. Like I didn't know I was gonna be in private practice. Practice. I literally just fell into it kind of going through and then realizing my dream during the pandemic was, that was my eye opener really mm-hmm. to shifting mentalities and saying, no, I am really wanting to go to private practice and shift gears and focus on early intervention. So let go of control.
0: Let it go. Let it go. <laughs>
5: I was totally singing in my head the whole
2: time. Yeah. I, I, think all of
5: this. <laughs> oh, I mean, in the school <laughs> systems, two years of girls and boys singing, let it go the whole yeah. time. I'm like, all right, I'm over this. Let it go.
1: Oh, I know. I'm done. <laughs> no. Oh, good, so good, Melanie. Thank you so much for for coming and chatting with us today. Hi.
5: Thank you. Have a good morning. See Bye. 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 afternoon, yeah. <laughs>
4: Um, awesome. I can I can go yeah. next because I have to hop off soon. I think it took me about six months to get through the modules. Pandemic had just hit, and I was also planning my wedding, so I took it really slow. I took it as I could. Sometimes it was thirty minutes, like in a month. Other times, I knocked out two modules in a week. For my planning, it depends on if I'm running a four class series or a single like drop in class. I am still working on my my systems to make a lot more things automatic. In terms of, because I send out the Zoom link myself, I email out the pre and post class survey. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, huh? Uh-huh. So it can, because I, I like, I'm also a, in these moments, a very detail-oriented person. i like, I checked the email four times. I checked it. I send it out four times <laughs> versus in other moments. I'm just like, what it'll happen with, with right. whatever happens. So my classes are usually around 45 minutes to an hour. And then around at the, the actual class itself, I, I may have an hour of prep time. That's 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after. I've gotten better. I set a timer for myself for 15 minutes. I look at the materials list and I say, okay, I'm just going to get this. Otherwise, I'm going to spend three days looking in my, my like kitchen cabinet. Um, So trying to like just set some systems for myself to minimize the amount because I could also spend a lot more time prepping than I need to. And so on a good day, like 30 minutes to get the emails out, to send out the handout afterwards, to gather all my materials. Um, If I'm prepping for a series, then it might take a little bit longer. So closer to an hour, but, and that's this, I'm going to be honest this month, I have not done too much. I don't have any classes going and I haven't done any advertising, marketing, anything. So I've spent no time on it. Other months, it might be like, you know, 30 minutes to four hours. It just, it really depends. And that's the beauty of it is that it's flexible for what you need, when you need it.
1: Such a key piece too. And I love hearing that because it is, it is, it can totally shift Mm -hmm. depending on the season in your life. That's great.
4: Thank Thank you. you Lovely ladies.
1: Have an amazing day. Thanks so much, Allie. All right. Who, who would like to go next? Um,
3: I can, I can kind of pick up on where Allie just left off in that, depending on the season of your life that you're in. And I have experienced both (laughs) having a lot of time to dedicate and having zero time to dedicate and I made it work in both scenarios so in terms of getting through the modules and doing the training I did I spent about an hour or two on like a Saturday or a Sunday and I was doing the modules as they became available to me yeah Mm -hmm. so I got through them pretty quick in about six weeks and then leading up to module six I was already thinking about my demo and prepping for that so that I could do that I think the following week
2: yeah
1: so, fast yeah
3: <laughs> yeah I got through the training really fast and then I set up a four class series with very little time dedicated to marketing that you know it yeah. was just an email that I sent out to friends of friends of friends and got you know a a full class uh, that way which took very little time on my part and then now that I'm in my own private practice and I am I have the space to dedicate more time I'm doing it so I'm doing a social media post every day I'm you know scrolling through the mommy groups on Facebook to see you know do some social listening and hear where and hear where I can be of service to those families I'm leading multiple classes a week so but I I lead the same class
1: Mm. (laughs)
3: Very smart. So easy. Kind of keep everything in my trunk and don't tell my husband because he when the car becomes a storage um, but i did, but it's I, just
5: your spatula
3: right. well, i bought i bought a rolling laundry bin uh-huh. which is my where i stash everything I love and it. so i take that with me everywhere i go and it has my blanket and all my materials and I like
5: that yeah,
3: yeah and it you know, it speaks to the brand yeah. <laughs> i like it it's yeah. really smart yeah yeah, yeah. and it, and you know it, 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 practical, yeah, it's um, totally. And so, you know, now because I have the time, I'm dedicating. I'm dedicating more time because I want to, and I have yeah. the time for it. And when I didn't, I didn't, and yeah. it still works. Yeah.
1: All right. Well. Thank you t- for coming today, Ronisha or Carly. Do either of you have anything else that you would like to share just, you know, from the heart, anything that is something that you just that makes you feel good about being in this program?
2: <laughs> I like the community of it all. And like, like Carly was saying, like, some, sometimes I just don't have the time. And sometimes I do have the time. And then whenever I come back to the group, you guys are like, hey you know like it's just like you don't have to feel pressured yeah. to to do it to do it but when you have the time just do it also I just love that I'm able to just put myself out there and be with a group of people who get it and and are supportive as well
1: yeah that's huge yeah. awesome we're so happy you're you're part of it Renisha yeah <laughs> good
3: this community that you built I is like unlike anything that I've experienced professionally in in my career it's amazing to be surrounded by a group of like-minded individuals who understand each other and who are supportive of each other and who celebrate everything and are there for you know whatever that other person needs yeah. to share and and there's no like you know there's just no negativity. It's so positive
1: and uplifting. It's really great. I'm so glad to hear that. It's, it's that for me too. So (laughs) thanks for, for keeping it awesome. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you all for being here. And to those of you who are watching in the future, thank you. And please go ahead and DM me any questions that you have. You are welcome to apply for the Learn With Less facilitator training and certification program over at learnwithless.com slash certification. We'd love to see it come through and we'd love to hear more about you. So go ahead and submit that application today. Looking forward to being in community with you.
0: Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye, I yell it. Goodbye to this music. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together thank you so much everyone the learn with less podcast brings you information
1: tips and resources about all things early parenthood and early childhood if you are a professional working with infant and toddler families Looking for new ways to serve your community? Head on over to learnwithless.com certification to learn more about the Learn With Less facilitator training and certification program. If you haven't yet done so, please do leave a review of the Learn With Less podcasts on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. And after you've done that, go ahead and share Learn With Less with a friend or colleague. See you next time.